ladies and gentlemen, it has been a while. Man. And I am so freaking happy to be talking to you guys again. <laughs> I have had such an absolutely incredible life since I last saw you. And the last year or two has been super freaking challenging. And that's inside of, that's like challenging magnified on top of, you know, 10 years that were very, very challenging with health issues and stuff going on at home. Um, family stuff. It was so freaking intense in the last couple years. And honestly, I, I don't think I even realized, like just now when I said it, like I was thinking I was just gonna introduce the last year or two, but then when I said about the last 10, I just went back to like my stroke, which some of you may not know that, you know, I had a stroke and that was super scary. And then, um, I remembered that, you know, like my divorce and the way it happened was like super rough. And then I remembered, like, I started remembering things from those times, you know, and it was like, boom. And then like my dad three years ago or two years ago or something had a car accident and nearly died. And it was like, boom. And I was working through like all this mom and dad stuff at the time. And yeah, I was like working through all this stuff. I was trying to process everything that I had gone through because holy crap, as I'm thinking about it now, I'm a bit overwhelmed. It was a rough freaking 10 years, man. Real rough. And it's not rough anymore. And a lot of times when it was real rough, it was not the actual situation, it was my reaction to the situation that was making it rough. Like, whether I was trying to control it, or I was letting my emotions control me, or I was letting someone else's, someone else's emotions control me. And almost always what it is, is letting someone else's opinion of me control me. And I had this thing about excellence, like I'm going to be excellent. That's what I'm going to do. Like, you know, some people have all of this incredible, you know, loving family connections. And like, I don't have that. And I used to think that that was because 
of my family. <laughs> but I'm starting to realize it's probably just as much because of me, if not mostly because of me, which is freaking embarrassing. And honestly, didn't ever really see that until just now. Talking about. <laughs> I just happened to notice the time when that revelation came and it made me laugh. But anyway, I want to take, um, I want to take an opportunity to just talk to you guys. And when I was a youth pastor and when I was a teacher, those were the best days of my life. Like I have a nostalgia for those days. Like I want to go back to those days and I love and miss so much all of you that were a part of it. Man. <laughs> Some of you guys are flashing through my head, man, and it's just like, wow, you're such cool fucking people. Pardon my language. I'm trying to stop. I want you guys to know that with very, very, very few exceptions, and I've been honestly thinking about this, like, are there any kids I really didn't like? And the answer is yes. And there's only a, only a couple. And honestly, I think if I just think about it more, I'll learn to love them. Because that's what the last couple years for me have been about. It's learning to love. And it's learning to love um, first like all strangers. Like, don't just judge people first. And I think that that got a big jump start when my best friend and my business partner and a former student invited me to travel with him. And he just wanted to give me the fun of seeing the world. And I had to learn to trust him because I don't trust people. And uh, it was, I don't know, it's probably, it's complex, I guess. There's lots of reasons for it. A lot of good reasons, but probably also just a lot of bad ones. Um, but anyway, he took me to travel. And so I had to like trust him that he'd take care of everything. And I remember being so freaking nervous and man, I super overpacked because I'm nervous. Cause when you're nervous, you think you need something. And when you're not nervous, you pay attention to everything you have already. And it's like, Oh, check it out. I got everything I need. 
anyway, travel was a real big deal. Um, and then when I was traveling, I also got exposed to a lot of things. And there were a lot of places I went and cultures I saw and religions I saw and ways of living I saw. Oh my gosh, some freaking cuisine that I saw. And it was like, what? What? Because none of it made sense anymore. It was like, I thought I understood the world. But I understood the world kind of like the same way that you understand the world when you're 15. You know, or 16, or 17, or 18, but whatever that age was where you first realized that your parents don't know everything, and that school doesn't know everything, and oh my god, the adults don't know everything, and it just shifts your whole... It shifts your whole, like, um, ground right like your frame of reference for what is the zero point like what's the you know you kind of like had this ground to start and stop from and that ground shifts you know it the ground it's like that movie inception Watch that movie Inception and there's a spot where they walk, they're walking and then they walk like up a building. They just like walking on the street and then just wah, 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 turn and walk 90 degrees up a wall. It's like that. That movie Inception is so cool because that's how, oh man, when all that stuff is going twisty in the city, when like the geography and the space is bending, that's what it's like in my brain a lot. And... Yeah, that's that changing of your whole perception of how things are, like in the Matrix, you know, what happened to Neo. That happened when you were like going from middle school to high school, because it went from mom and dad and the adults know everything to holy crap, the adults don't know what the hell they're doing. I know what the heck I'm doing. Freak, forget these freaking stupid adults. They're dumb. So I'm a teenager. I know everything. So I'm gonna go make all my decisions. And that's when you, and then you screw up a whole bunch, right? And some of you excel at screwing up. Congratulations. <laughs> I love you guys too. Uh, some of you I love the most. Let's face it, the kids who just follow the rules all the time. Not because they decided that they want excellence, but just because... I don't know, school's easy. And so they're like, look, just give me the quick intellectual thing to do and let me fill out your little form and write it down the way you want. like." Those kids just figure out how to please authority figures well. 
and they're super intelligent. No, not all of them, right? But there's there is a type of kid where that's what they're really good at is just like, you know, let me find a powerful person, figure out what they want, give them what they want, and then they'll give me what I want. All I need is a fraction of what they have. It's like that's a pretty good deal, pretty smart operation, pretty good way to work it. So all you got to do is really figure out one dude or woman or system and make it work. But we all do it differently. Sorry, I got off on a tangent. As you all are very aware, those are easy for me to get onto. But man, this ability to come back to my point. I forgot that. So the point is that I've been experiencing all these shifts and there's just a lot of stuff that I taught you guys whether it was in church or in school that I don't think are true anymore. And some of these are things that I taught you because, you know, the system told me that I had to and you guys knew when I didn't agree with it because I made it so obvious by just the tone of my voice and my mannerisms when I read it. I know I can be pretty dramatic. That's always fun. No, that's not always fun. It can be fun. But I've also had this this incredible bunch of growth. It's come through like all this crazy pain and I like really thought that I was dying this last year. And really, it's just been in the last... It's been since I came back to Puerto Rico from Christmas. I moved to Puerto Rico, if you don't know that. Um, But it's just been since I moved back here. Actually, holy crap, I have the date. This is super important to me that I have the date. It was December 10th, 2021. And you guys will not believe this freaking story. Because that's just the end of chapter one. Well, no, that's the end of the first book. That's the end of the Rob book. Oh, that's where this is going. So that's the end of the Rob book. And um, yeah, like I love that part of my life. It was an incredible part of my life. And it was the best part of my life that I lived, but Like after the stroke, I just realized I couldn't do it anymore. Like physically can't do it. I have a tendency to work really hard to try and make everyone feel good and solve the problems that I can perceive that they have or that they tell me they have so that I can like grease the skids to make the way for them to move forward. And when I had my stroke and, you know, geez, everything going on, man, and I was working so hard because as you guys know, it was not only school, but then I'd always do a couple clubs that were like free clubs, like the nerd club, one of my favorites. And then sometimes I ran like the Bible club and that was super interesting for me because I really do believe that the separation of church and state is crazy important. Um, 
but that was something I had to learn through, you know, and started thinking about it. And, um, yeah. So, um, you know, and then in the church, there was just so much, oh, I kind of lost my train of thought. Sorry, guys. Uh, but in the church, there was so much pressure to sort of move it all in one direction. And yeah, there was one culture, there's sort of this conformity culture. And, you know, school and church are pretty similar in the conformity styles. That's why, you know, Christians have such a hard time with public schools because they're like, well, wait a minute, they're trying to play our game, but they're not, they're not throwing in our special magic part. They're not throwing in the fairy dust, the Jesus fairy dust. So, uh, and my relationship with Christianity is quite complex right now. I don't know. I don't know what to call myself. So, here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. You can call me Rob, because that's my name. That's the name my mom and dad gave me. I love my mom and dad. Um, probably more than ever. Actually, definitely more than ever. I consciously love my mom and dad. Consciously. More than ever. And, um... <laughs> I'm ashamed to say that I consciously love my ex-wife probably more than ever because um, there was a long time where I think I just used her to make me feel good or secure and I think that she did the same with me I, you know I don't think that we really were in tandem you know um, and I just love the life that I had there um, you know, I don't have bad feelings against anybody. Even the students that I don't like. And like I said, it's just a handful. And if I really thought about it, I'd probably learn to be okay with it. I just haven't, I just still haven't processed it enough with those three or four. Um, actually, only two, I guess. But... The way my brain works, what I've learned recently, is that um, I am compulsively, compulsively addicted to trying to please other people. And um, when I was a teacher and a youth pastor, that was you guys. And I always loved the way that you asked me to do things for you or to be your friend, or to, you know, to be part of your team. I didn't like the way that the institution asked, like, you know, said that I had to be part of their team. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing like, uh, like I was just talking about with, you know, religion and, and school. Yeah, we get stuck in a little bit of a pattern. And I was stuck in a pattern for a long time and trying really, really, really hard to, to go into that pattern. But between travel, changing my worldview, between my stroke, showing me that I couldn't depend on tomorrow for sure being a thing, for my divorce and you know, not just, you know, my 
things with my ex-wife and how it all happened, but the rest of my family and how relationships changed with people in my family with me because of it. And also, you know, and certainly with, you know, people in her family. And then, you know, a relationship afterward that was really crazy, not healthy. <laughs> Super fun, but not healthy. Kind of like being a teenager. You know what? I think I had my teenager years after my divorce. Yeah, I probably did. And then I guess I had my college years in the last, you know, the last year or so. And it's kind of cool going through those, you know, processes when you're a bit older and more mature and a little bit more, you know, conservative and play it safe. But anyway, that was, that was Rob. And, uh, today, you know, a lot of friends call me, my nickname is Wade. So you can call me either one. It doesn't really matter to me. People call me Rob, people call me Wade. Uh, a lot of people call me asshole. Um, some people call me friend. You got some of you may or may not know, but uh, well, you probably know if you're finding this on social media. But uh, somebody calls me husband, which is amazing, and I can't wait to introduce her to you guys, and I can't wait to, um, man, talk about all that. Holy crap I have learned about myself and the world and life through her like travel changed my life how it shifted my ground on religion and culture and then she shifted my ground on how I understood how human beings interact with the world like how different it can be and a lot of that you know and I saw a lot of that in you guys I didn't realize how extreme it was until I met her and we both happen to have the language to share, you know, this super deep interest. Wow, yeah, that's how, that's how we fall in love so fast, too. Man, but it was crazy. It was like voodoo. It felt like voodoo. Love feels like voodoo, just so you know. Uh, so if you ever feel like you're falling in love with somebody, but you get really scared because you feel like they have a curse over you. That's called love. They're not a witch. There's no such thing as witchcraft. It's just, well, I don't know if there's such thing as witchcraft, but it's not like what you think. It's not like the movies or church portray it. Okay, enough on that. So anyway, but no, not enough on love though, because that is going to be the primary topic. So, um, and the reason that I needed to change my name is because of this really cool Bible story, believe it or not, and this really cool experience that I had, spiritual experience, when my pastor, Kurt Deming, and I call him my pastor because he's the last pastor I ha had. He's the, he was the last person I had alive that's a pastor that I truly respect. He died. And before him, it was this dude, Kirk Cottrell. And he died when I was in college. Oh, wow. 
I never saw that connection and timing before. No, it was when I was married, I think. You know what? I can't even remember exactly when it is. No, it was before. It was, I think I was in college. Or just come back married. I don't know. I was young. I was young. And, um, yeah, I had also just kind of quit the ministry stuff and moved more into teaching and started going all that direction. Yeah. Man, my life was incredible, you guys. And I, I keep saying my life was incredible because it's like it's almost like I lived one and now I need to sort of detach from it a little bit. But I don't want to detach from the people at all. I just want to detach from the expectations that that life had because I can feel they have this hold on me and not only does it affect my attitude, well mostly because it affects my attitude about myself and then my attitude about myself when I'm in like rob mode is that I have to serve everybody else and I have to be the best at serving the other person and like removing obstacles from their life so that they can find freedom uh, so that they can find freedom to be their authentic self yeah something like that and part of that was from this exercise I did probably even with you guys a couple times, a couple years about like finding your purpose, you know? Um, but yeah, it's always been about helping people find their authentic self. I should really find that old thing again. But that, that's my thing is like grease and the skids for students to help them find who they are. The problem with school and church is there's just a lot of conformity involved. The problem with society is there's a lot of conformity involved and we don't see it. The problem with being American the problem with being Latin American, the problem with identifying as blank. And I don't give a shit whether it's your gender or your nationality or your heritage or your religion or your political views or your sports team or your hobby or your favorite movie or your music or your band or your marching band or your sports team or your athletics thing, or your little social dramas going on, or your boyfriend or girlfriend, or your husband or your wife, or your family, or any of that bullshit. Because for you, Ultimately, all of that stuff is bullshit. It's like an arena that your avatar is in, in the game, in the matrix, in this life. And when you're a teenager, it's so freaking fun because you just realize that like so much stuff are lies so you're like well holy shit what if everything's a lie 
and you go and you try a bunch of crap and then some of it hurts and you're like okay that one was true that, that warning was a smart warning and some of you guys are freaking hard-headed but in this life ladies and gentlemen It is very, very difficult to see that the arena affects the way you play the game so much, right? Like think about a first person shooter like we used to do in class after school, Counter-Strike and, uh, oh, what's the other one? The mods, all the mods. Anyway, talk about it later, we'll reminisce later. But, you know, you play a video game and you can choose the map. And when you play the maps, they're different. And you can play a different freaking video game. And you got the same controller, but it's a totally different game. Life is so much like that. So much more like that than you realize. And you start to realize it when you travel. When you start thinking about religion and philosophy and spiritual stuff. When you stop thinking about just one thing all the time. Or when you stop thinking from just one perspective all the time, you see a lot of different perspectives and then you're like, holy crap, I thought I knew stuff, but I was wrong about a whole lot of stuff. So, and I wanted this to be short, so I never want to make these more than a half hour. Uh, I really wanted to kind of target 15, but a half hour was originally my real target. So I'm going to wrap it here, ladies and gentlemen. So. I like going by Wade these days, but you can call me Rob or you can call me Wade. It doesn't really matter. Rob is my real name. Wade is my nickname. Um, I, I just don't want it to like look weird or whatever. I just, yeah, I chose to change my name. Um, and we will talk about why in an upcoming podcast. So I don't care if you want to know exactly why now, because I have the microphone and you will shut your mouth and listen to every last word I have to say. Oh, I wanted to wrap up before 30, but I started getting all into my ego and doing the little dance to entertain you because I know I'm losing your attention. So I'm going to wrap up with that. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I love and I miss you guys a lot. When I got sick and I couldn't do the classroom anymore, I tried making money. Um, I tried digging in super deep to church and a and like all like I tried to do it the real smart way that didn't work I tried to do it the real loving let's be open way and I saw that wouldn't work not because that doesn't work but because the church doesn't want it the church wants the system wants control so anyway all systems want control your friends are a system that want control your family is a system that wants control your ego is a system that wants control. Your perspective, all of your ideas are just a system that want control. And when you start to challenge them, you see that you don't have just two choices anymore. You're like, oh, from this perspective, it looks like I have two choices. But if I move over to this perspective and think about it this way, ah, I can see that I actually have four perspectives. So anyway, we'll talk about it all in the future. So school kids, you should know this is going to get churchy. Churchy kids, you should know this is going to get outside of just Jesus talk. And in general, uh, uh, 
And even more importantly, you should know that if you still really dig the Jesus story the way that I told it to you in the past, the Rob way, um, you may be bothered by my new perspectives. And for that, I sincerely apologize. And the funniest thing is that I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong to think the way that you think. And I don't think that you're wrong uh, to be in the place and to hold the position that you hold. I don't think that you're wrong. But at the same time, I've kind of shifted like where I stand, you know, I've been able to walk around a little bit and get a little more perspective. And I saw that um, the perspective that I held was correct, but I was standing so close to it. And it was so right in front of me that it was blocking a whole lot of things behind it. You know, it's like standing in front of a piece of plywood. I mean, one piece of plywood in a square mile is not a lot, but if you're standing right next to it, if you're so freaking close to that piece of plywood and examining it and making sure you're all in on this piece of plywood, you're missing a hell of a lot of square footage and cubic footage. And some of you don't even know the freaking difference. Should have paid more attention in science and physics class. But the point is that there are multiple dimensions and multiple ways to look at something. And when you're looking at it from just one direction, you tend to hurt yourself. I kind of ran myself into the ground trying so hard to be all in on one position. And what, what the universe or God or my life or circumstances or my experience or just what the hell popped into my head is telling me is that it's important for me to not for a long time I have felt like I I I personally should not be holding so tight to that one perspective that I used to hold pretty tight to like especially like in college and even then you I you know it was controversial gosh it's always controversial but um you know, even in the last 10 years, when I got to be a real, uh, what inside church we would call a very progressive Christian or a, um, like an emergent Christian, that was the word we used for our wandering types for a while. I call myself a wandering Christian, because uh, in, in Georgia, that was an insult. Um, you know, that it, you'd say somebody's wandering when they're walking away from church. So, old churchy people would say I'm wandering, and I would agree with you. Um, and at the same time, you may think that I'm wrong and sinful and going to hell and all these things and doing wrong things and leading people astray now, and I apologize for offending you. It has been in my way. 
for 15 freaking years to not be able to say the things that I need to say to kids because of what God has shown me. You've been in my way too long. And I tried to do it your way and I did it your freaking way. And the last, what? The last four years with this Trump asshole. You show me what a bunch of fucking lying hypocrites you are. Oh, and during my divorce and everything that led to it, you showed me a lot then what fucking hypocrites you are. Oh, and when I was a youth pastor and I brought kids with weird hair into church, then you showed me what a bunch of fucking hypocrites you were. In school, same with you. I've got a lot of fuck yous for school. And at the same time, I love both of those institutions, but man, they're screwed up. Just like I love all of my students. And you guys are screwed up. And for the first time in myself in my life, ladies and gentlemen, I love myself. And I'm really screwed up. I'll talk to you soon.